Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If this is your first time watching the show, welcome. Nice to have you. Um, and if you don't know who I am, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself, people interested in getting started in business, people who are in the startup phase of business, or people who just like to stay informed. Um, I help people like yourself um, get your business paperwork done. So things like getting your business registered with the state, making sure you have EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, making sure you have appropriate contract hiring policies, basic brand protection strategies. Those are the things that I can help you with. I have been one for forces for myself and others. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate, hey, Italia, about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you guys have amazing, 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 amazing business ideas. Uh, and if you're going to be successful in business, uh, there are just some things that you're going to need to know. Um, so if you, uh, you know, want to work with me so that we can get your startup on solid forward slash NPL consulting firm and book your free 15 minute consultation at that link, link tree forward slash NPL consulting firm. You can also download my free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you get your dream business started in seven days or less. Uh, and you can also get the business startup basics video training. It's four videos and three eBooks that's up for success. Okay. So those are the things about me. We're going to go on to what the show. I have a comment here that is very concerning to me. Tanya, you had an earthquake in North Carolina. I'm very happy that you're safe. I did not know that, that happened to you. Um, yes. Okay. So we've talked about what I do. Let's talk about the show for people who be new. The way that the show works is I pull stories from the news, stories that you guys sent me. One of you guys actually sent me the second story that we're going to talk about today. Um, I pull them that have lessons that we can learn as business owners and we discuss them. So this is a time for you to get involved. Don't be shy. If you have questions, put them in the box. If you have comments, put them in the box as long as they are respectful. Okay. Um, and I will, hey, Obed, and I will answer as many questions as I can. So we are going to get started as we are running just a tad bit behind. Okay, um, first story that we are talking about. Um, does anybody here watching, has anybody here ever purchased anything from Fashion Nova? If you have purchased anything from Fashion Nova, give me an FN in the comments. Um, we know that, you know, Fashion Nova has come up Many times in this broadcast, they are consistently being sued for some type of trademark or copyright infringement. Uh, Dr. Obed Magni has not purchased from Fashion Nova. Open Arms Cleaning has. Um, D4 Short has. Jessica was planning to. Um, okay. Oh, uh, yes, Jessica, I'm asking if anyone has purchased from Fashion Nova, okay? So yeah, so we all know Fashion Nova is constantly being sued for some type of infringement, right? And today we have another case of that. Um, has anybody heard of the brand, Hi Cal 30 Wilson, has heard of the brand Chrome Hearts? If you have heard of the brand Chrome Hearts, 
give me some type of, of heart emoji in the comments. If you have heard of Chrome hearts, give me a heart emoji in the comments. If not, just give me a no, okay? Um, why am I asking you guys about Chrome hearts? So Chrome hearts, they are a high-end label. Um, oh, you have? Okay. They're a high-end label. They've been around for about 32 years. Um, they have made more than a, a billion dollars in revenue selling clothing. Um, okay, most of you haven't heard of them. That's cool. And their their claim to fame, part of their trademark is a horse are horseshoe-inspired motifs. So they have these emblems, and they're kind of in the shape of a horseshoe, uh, and they'll say chrome hearts inside, and there will also be like a Celtic cross inside, right? And the, the writing, the script, the font is like old English writing. So I, and I actually posted a picture of a chrome hearts shirt next to a Fashion Nova shirt, and I asked you guys if they were too close for comfort, and 90% of you said it was too close for comfort. You can actually go check um, my stories if you want to see the results. Anyway, so Chrome Hearts, they have this distinctive trademark pattern that they use on their clothing. Um, nothing from Fashion Nova, okay. Uh, and they are suing Fashion Nova because they're saying that Fashion Nova has been using their design. Now, Chrome Hearts has a trademark for this horseshoe motif, a horseshoe shape with their name in it, with chrome hearts and a Celtic cross, right? Um, they have this on their tags. They have it on shirts. It's their trademark. It is an actual trademarked logo. Fashion Nova has been making shirts that have a horseshoe motif, and they say Love Warrior inside, and they replace the Celtic cross with a rose. <clears throat> but when you look at it, it looks very similar in uh, in design to Chrome Hearts trademarked design. So Chrome Hearts has brought a trademark infringement suit against Fashion Nova because they are using this horseshoe shape. Now here is the issue. They are saying that Chrome Hearts has to prove that Fashion Nova is using this horseshoe shape as a trademark and not just as a decorative motif. Now, what does that mean? When you are when you are um, submitting a trademark, particularly for clothing, if um, when you are submitting a trademark for clothing, right, they're going to ask you for specimens. They meaning they want to see how you're going to use this trademark to make money. So let's just say you make T-shirts and you have a logo. If you just put the logo on your shirt, on the front of your shirt, that is not a logo. That is just a design on a shirt. Your trademark is supposed to be on the tag, right? So Chrome Hearts has a trademark on this horseshoe design. They use it on their tags, but they also use it as a design on clothing. Fashion Nova has taken this horseshoe shape and is using it as a design on clothing, but they're not putting it on the tags. So Chrome Hearts has to prove that Fashion Nova is using this logo as a trademark identifier, meaning to identify the brand and not just as decorative. So I want to ask you guys as an educated audience, do you think that Chrome Hearts has a credible argument here that Fashion Nova is violating their trademarks? Because this horseshoe shape 
They use it on their tags. It is the symbol for their business. Fashion Nova is sticking this design on shirts. Is there infringement here or is there not? Yes or no? I want to know what your, um, what your thoughts are. And my thoughts are that, no, it's not being used as a trademark, but there is infringement because this is a protected design, right? And Fashion Nova is known to just rip off designs for, um, to just rip off designs and, you know, throw them in the mix. So Tanya is saying that there is infringement. D4 Short is trying to figure it out. Kel 30 Wilson says no. So there is, there's room for error here. The, like the intellectual property law is not all black and white. That's why you have a lot of intellectual property attorneys, because there's a lot of room for interpretation when it comes to, uh, trademarks, how, how a trademark is being used. Is there possibility of confusion? So Chrome hearts may have an uphill battle on their hands, trying to prove that Fashion Nova is actually violating their trademarks and trying to pass their clothing off as a, as Chrome Hearts, okay? Uh, so we will have to wait and see what they do. All right, but we are moving on to our next story. But on um, the next time, if you guys are... Is Fashion Nova... Wait, oh yeah, they're online. I'm mixing up Fashion Nova with Forever 21. But whoever purchases from Fashion Nova, the next time you're on there... Go check and see if you can see the, if you find the Love Warrior shirt, okay? All right. Next story that we are um, talking about. How many people watching this um, show right now are iPhone users or an Apple product user? If you are in this broadcast and you have any type of Apple product, please give me an Apple emoji. If you are watching this broadcast right now and you have any type of Apple product, it could be the iPad, the iPhone, the iMac, the watch. I don't know what else Apple makes, whatever else they do. If you have any type of Apple product, give me an Apple emoji. Okay. Hi, Eddie Jean 15. Thank you, AP Jackson. Thank Obed had gave me all the apples. Okay. Um, well, uh, my silent dance party gave me a phone. My silent dance party, does that mean that you're an Android user? Um, anyway, moving on. So, uh, Apple, as you know, thank you, Cal 30 Wilson for the Apple. Uh, all, Jessica Woodfield said all, okay, all your devices are Apple. Um, look, Apple has the tech game on lock, right? When you see that Apple emoji, you know exactly what that company is, right? Thank you for the apples, Tanya. Um, thank you, Jessica. Oh, Jessica got the watch, the phone, and the computer. All right. My son, this party has the phone. So, you know, when you see that Apple symbol, you know exactly what company it is. I put a picture in my stories today, um of two fruit, two different kinds of fruit. And I asked you guys if they were too close for comfort. And you guys, 100%, hello, T-M-I-T-I-M. Um, uh, I'm still getting apples. Okay, y'all love apple. I got an iPhone too. Um, I asked you guys if, if the two fruits were too close for comfort. And 100% of you said, no, they weren't, okay? Um, 
and the two fruits, it, one, one was a pear, it was a green pear, and the other one was the very recognizable Apple logo, right? Um, why did I ask you this? Uh, there is an app that is being prepared for launch called Prepare, called Prepare, P-R-E-P-E-A-R, which I think is really cute. Um, this app is supposed to help users discover recipes, plan meals, make lists, and arrange grocery delivery. It is a spinoff of an app called Super Healthy Kids. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of that, right? Anyway, um, Apple is suing, or no, not suing. Apple is opposing Prepare's trademark application to trademark the pair as their logo because they're saying that there is a possibility of confusion between the pair for the app and Apple's logo. And I want to ask you guys, do you think that Apple is being a trademark bully? Okay. Um, Apple actually has, um, has been building a history of going after small companies that are trying to trademark any kind of fruit as a logo including prepare now prepare they are a very small company but they are not backing down they said look we know apple has all the money in the world but honestly opposing our trademark application for a pair as our logo in a, a, you know um is absolutely ridiculous no one is go- their argument is no one is going to mistake this pair for apple's apple So I want to ask you guys, if you looked at my stories and you saw the pear and the apple, do you think that Apple has a credible trademark and opposition um, claim against prepare? If you saw this pear emoji in the marketplace, would you think that it was associated with the Apple company? What do you guys think? Because I frankly think it's ridiculous. Um, Apple, like I said, Apple's mark is very distinctive. We know what it looks like. Hi, Jailana Leonard. Um, Thanks for joining. We know what Apple's logo looks like, right? There is absolutely no way on this world that I am mistaking Apple's logo for a pair. Hi, Ralph Lauren III. Is that your real name? (laughs) Uh, but, um, yes, where are you guys? Y'all so quiet. Oh, open arms cleaning said, no, they are bullies. I totally agree with you. Open arms cleaning. Um, it's very hard to, to mistake a, um, an apple for a pear and especially if you're trying to trademark a logo. And while we understand as a business, you are supposed to be vigilant about protecting your mark against confusion, there is something that is called trademark bullying. A lot of larger companies that have a lot of money, they use that money in their position to kind of bully smaller companies into um, into doing what they want. We see it all the time. Monster likes to sue people all the time if they even come close to using an M in their logo. Who else is a trademark bully? Um, I forget, but there are a couple of brands out here that are known for going after people for dumb, dumb, dumb trademark reasons. And Apple has joined the bunch. They are trying to sue a meal prep app for trademark 
uh, will not sue. They are opposing the trademark application of a meal prep app because they're saying that there is a possibility of confusion between Apple's Apple logo and this meal preps app pair logo. Eddie Jean 15 said Jordan is. Jordan sues people for trademark infringement. Eddie Jean. Um, Tanya said, you're right, Nat, big distinctions. Right. You know, they're not in the same categories. Yes, the prepare is an app, but Apple is like technology, like computer technology. Prepare is a, is a meal prep app. Under no circumstances am I going to be mistaking a pair for an Apple, especially if I'm going to look for computers, technology, iPads, phones, things like that. Yeah, I'm looking for the Apple. I'm not looking for a pair. As a matter of fact, if I see a pair, I'm going to think it's a knockoff and I'm going to run away. Particularly because Apple's um Apple users tend to be very faithful to Apple. They don't like, you know, veering away from the Apple family. So, I think that this is a bullying move by Apple. No one's going to mistake the pair for, for, you know, being associated with your company. Get over yourselves, all right? Okay, so we are moving on to my final and favorite story of the evening. But before we do that, I want to remind you guys that you are watching MPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. Uh, if you are in the startup phase of your business and you need a legal friend in your ear to help you out, to be like, hey girl, did you do this? Did you do that? This is what you fill in up for this form. Here's what you need to go get that bank account. That is what I do. Go to linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm and book your free 15 minute consult today and also download the free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you uh, choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. Okay. Moving on to our last story of the evening. Is anybody here a Melissa Missy misdemeanor Elliot fan? I better see yeses all around. I want you to see yeses all around. You better be, if you are not a Missy fan, leave the broadcast right now. (laughs) Missy has written for your faves, fave, okay? Missy is like, she is an icon. She has written for everybody in every genre. She like, Missy is amazing. Um, She has been doing this thing since the 90s. Yes, yes. Yes, Natalia Pampers, Apple, Jessica Whitfield said tight, right? Yes, I got love for Missy all around. Yes, all right. So we have Missy fans in the house. Thank you. And as you can see, tonight I entitled the show, Why You All In My Copyright. Do y'all remember? Yes, Superfly. That was a dope video. Thank you for the dancing emoji, AP Jackson. How many of y'all remember that song, um... Missy did, I think I was in college when it came out, and came out, and it was like, why you all in my grill? <laughs> Can you pay my bills? Anyway, that was like, I think that was the song of like my freshman year in college. Anyway, um, we know that Missy has been doing the music thing forever and a day, right? Okay. Um, well, Missy is having to sue somebody who thinks that they have a right to any of her catalog and any of her money. Um, So, here is the issue. 
There is a, a gentleman named Terry Williams who made makes or made or whatever makes beats. He is involved in the production of music, particularly beats. Um, and in two, 2017, he tried to sell Missy the rights to 34 songs that Missy wrote, um, that he claimed that they co-wrote and he wanted to sell Missy all of the rights to these songs. Um, the, uh, in particular, some of, uh, the, the songs were Heartbroken, which was written for Aaliyah, and then there were four songs from when Missy was in a group called Sister, okay? So, all of these songs were written in the 90s. So, you know, she's writing these songs in the 90s, and during the 90s, when, when Missy was doing her thing, as she was writing, you know, she was going to different producers, listening to different beats, trying to get inspiration to figure out how she wanted to arrange music, right? Um, but she says she never collaborated on any songwriting with any of the producers, particularly not this plaintiff. So, heartbroken, okay. So it came as a surprise to her that this person, Terry Williams, comes to her, you know, more than 20 years after these songs have been recorded and is essentially trying to sell her the rights to what she considers her music. So when, um, when, when, uh, she told him, uh, you can't sell me these songs because they're mine and I have the rights to them. Terry Williams actually sued Missy for breach of conduct and unjust enrichment. Now that case was dismissed. So the judge said, Missy didn't have a contract with you and there is no unjust enrichment, right? So now, Missy Misdemeanor Elliott is suing to have a declaratory judgment to have her declared, you know, the, uh, the, the legal and full owner, hey, Stacey Joy, of these songs, these songs, these, um, in particular, Heartbroken and the songs that she wrote when she was in Sista so that Terry Williams cannot go out in this world and try to sell the rights to music that he does not own. Now, Missy Misdemeanor Elliot is doing exactly the right thing. I'm not going to assume that, you know, she's right because we never know what happens besides behind closed doors. We were not there in those sessions. We don't know what happened. However, I think that the longevity of Missy Misdemeanor's Elliot's career and the fact that we know her to be a songwriter, she's written country, gospel, hip-hop, R&B, you name it, she's written it. So it stands to reason that she has a strong argument that, she, that this guy did not help her write these songs. Missy has been writing songs. What are you talking about? Anyway. Missy is seeking to have the court, you know, give the official notice that these are her songs. Sir, you cannot go out in the world and try and sell Missy Misdemeanor Elliott's copyrights. That's her music. Who do you think you are? <laughs> People will shoot you in the street for Missy. <laughs> anyway, but I want to know from you guys. Now, at like, you know, yes, I did say everybody in here better be a Missy fan, but do you think that there is an argument, a credible argument to Terry Williams' claim? Do you think that he might have helped Missy write 
these songs from the 90s, Heartbroken, that was given to Aaliyah, and songs from when she was in the group Sister. I do not know the group Sister. I don't know the songs that they sang. But do you think that Terry Williams might have a credible claim that he helped Missy write these songs? We know that everybody gets a little help. And we're not going to say that Missy Misdemeanor Elliott is above help. Everybody gets help. Um, Jessica says she doesn't know enough about it. Me neither. And this is something that we will have to wait and see play out um, with the judge. Uh, Open Arms Cleaning says, no. I, look, I am, I'm not going to lie. I am biased. I am prejudiced. I am a big Missy fan. So yeah, I am leaning more towards her um, towards her being the songwriter, but that is also because Missy is known for being a songwriter, right? And, um, anyway, but I just thought it was an interesting story that someone was trying to sell Missy her own songs back, or the rights to her songs, at least. Um, but good luck to you, Terry Williams. I don't know what's happening in your life that you're trying to sell off all these rights, but it can't be good. You must be looking for some money. Um, I am Stacy Joyce said, no, how would he prove it? You know, I don't know. How do you prove somebody wrote a song? <clears throat> how do you prove somebody wrote a song? If, you know, maybe recordings, a songbook, um, registering the song, who is on the copyrights for the song when it was registered, right? Those are the things that, uh, um... Open Arms Cleaning said, if she didn't get help from Timothy, why him? Right! Because her and Timbaland are tight like white on rice. Um, My Silent Dance Party said, if it's not written anywhere they collaborated, it didn't happen. That's right. And that is why you need to make sure that your agreements are on paper. Now, let's say Terry Williams has a claim. <laughs> Atalia Young said, run the floppy disks. <laughs> let's say Terry Williams has a claim, but you don't have... A, a, you know, a valid contract with Missy. There is no evidence that you guys were working together, right? Right. So not only is this a, a lesson in copyrights, but this is also a lesson in have your paperwork together. Hi, Lady Wellness One. Terry Williams, if you were collaborating with Miss, this is why I say it does not matter how small you are. You're not going to be small forever. This is why it's important to lay the foundation early so you have all of your things ready so 20 years down the line, you're not fighting for your money, okay? Um, Atalia Young said, notebooks, however, they used to keep track of songs back then. I don't know how they did it, but um, I... As a Missy fan, can only root for her. Terry Williams, you know, good luck, I guess. <laughs> but we're going to have to wait and see. But yeah, but those are the stories that I had for you guys this evening. We, yeah, we are right on time to end. Um, we're going to be back here tomorrow with more stories. Uh, things are picking up, so it's getting busy. If you guys find any stories that you want me to talk about, please, please, please send them. Um, and I'm going to try and have a Q and a session at least twice this week, um, at the end of the shows. So we'll do like one less story and have maybe like seven minutes for Q and a. So, you know, get your questions together. You're welcome. My silent dance party as always. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for your participation. Thank you for the commentary. It really makes this a lot of fun. Um, uh, I cannot wait to show you the designs when I get them back from the graphic designer, I want you guys 
to, uh, you know, give me your input on it. Uh, make sure that you are staying safe. Wash your hands. TB more. we're about to end, my dear. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Uh, wear your masks. Um, and be kind to each other, okay? Have a good night. Bye. Oh, hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Hi, Joey. And hi to all my family that watches. Bye. <laughs>